Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode number 213. Just Derek and Lynn's today, since Tony's an asshole out in the Great White North yep. uh, drinking beer without us. We're in Studio B. Which for is the office. The best. Around! <laughs> we, are, we are killing it. Uh, today we talked about a whole lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter's galore. galore. Yeah. Stuff you need to get behind, stuff you may not know about. That's what we are here for, to help you understand what is out there, what may not be readily available from the big two, but people you should get behind. Yes. And we covered a little bit of Stan Lee news. He's got a new franchise coming out. I uh, reviewed Snot Girl from Brian Lee O'Malley. Which is a ridiculous title for something. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's really my cup of tea, but hey, get out there and check it out. Uh our uh, booze in a book this week was Manifest Destiny, uh, number 21, and we paired that with a Perrin Big Grizz, because what screams Sasquatch like a Big Grizz? And it, and it helped us get a little sloppy throughout yeah, the that's how we roll. podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, so sit back, relax, enjoy uh, Drunk on Comics, episode number 213, Kickstart My Heart. I did chop all of my hair off because I have to go commune with nature and I want to be sleek and spelt yes. so that the fish know what's up. Not that you had, like, Fabio locks or anything. No, but it was getting a little long and yeah. mulletous. Shaggy. It was, yeah. Mulletous. Yeah, the back of my hair, when it starts to get long, it, like, curls around in the back corners and then becomes this, like, weird curly rat tail that just <laughs> slowly develops down, like, ape drape style. So. Wait, wait. Ape drape? Yeah, mullet. Ape drape. I've never heard it called that before. You've never heard the, the song, uh, Ape Drape? Who was that? Not no. Look. Oh, now he's gonna look. We're gonna... This is a Derek exclusive. Apparently. I don't know. I've never... Vandals! Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I've never, ever... you never heard of a mullet called an Ape Drape? Huh? No. Oh, well, they yeah. just... We just... They were just hairstyles where I grew up. <laughs> where did you grow up? The sticks? Yes. Yes. Northern Michigan. Tip of the Mitt. Tip of the Mitt? Tip up by, uh... Mackinac. You lived in Mackinac? I lived 20 minutes south of Mackinac. So one of Fudge those... country? Yes. Yes, fudge country. I'll be driving up through there in uh, fact, soon. In fact, tourists up there we call fudgies. I did know that. Yes. Because they... All they want is fudge and you get fat and be fudge. stupid. Yes. There was one summer where one of my friends worked at one of the fudge places. Mm -hmm. And when they don't sell all the fudge, you get to just take home... The fudge. The fudge. I'm sure fudge does not hold. It doesn't, very long. and they don't. They won't sell it when it's stale, because then nobody would come up to buy the fudge. Mm -hmm. So we just ate so much fudge that just summer. Nothing screams, "Let's go have fun on vacation!" <laughs> like driving four hours for stale fudge. I know. And the thing is, is now you can get the same fudge everywhere. It's not and, even. But it doesn't have the the excitement of driving to Mackinac. Right. We're going to Mackinac Island, I where guess. I've never been, actually. Yeah, it's not... I mean, there's bikes and horse poop. That's pretty much what I heard. It yeah. smells like a fucking barn up <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it's, so. it's not... It's like I mean, you 70 B&Bs, and you bike around. And, yeah. yeah. If you like history, I guess, and fudge, and paying $5 well, you, to stand on a porch so you can look over the ocean. You mean the lake? Yeah. The lake ocean? <laughs> the, the lotion. There we go. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I've never really had a desire to go there. Yeah, I wouldn't, if, if you don't, then have a desire, then don't. I've been, I'm go. going backpacking on North Manitou Island oh. in a couple weeks, but. You're so nature-y. Not usually, I just want to catch a fish. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right, you do like to fish. I do. Every okay. once in a while I have to turn off my indoor kid and go out and do something. <laughs> my grandparents lived on Spring Lake, I grew up just being out fishing yeah. and stuff, so, kind of stuck. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. Us nerds, we have a hard time going outside. I know. Indoor kids don't like the sun. It's no. scary. Although Pokemon Go apparently has gotten them out. Have you seen that, the meme <laughs> going around about the, the the nerds doing the Pokemon Go and climbing trees and power lifting logs and stuff, and at the end they're just a bunch of super fit nerds? 
This is Nintendo's master plan that <laughs> they've been is. trying for years since they keep making <laughs> fitness games and ways to get people outside. Yes. All they had to do was rebadge an old game that's been out for several years, Pokemon yep. shit on it, and... Nerds are going to take over the world. Yep. And they're going to be buff. Who run the world? Nerds. <laughs> All right. I guess we should get to some comic-y stuff. Should we? Hey. I guess. San Diego started. Yep. I guess San Diego Comic-Con started. San Diego started Which isn't really comic-related so not. much anymore. It's, it's not. It's kind of San Diego entertainment It is. Con. I looked uh, I looked for... Because obviously we're recording this earlier in the week, so it just started. By the time this comes out, a lot of shit is probably going to get... You'll know everything we're telling you. It's going to get released, yeah. But so far, it's been toys and like a Star Wars uh, character release. Which I thought his name was really funny. So Rogue One, uh, which comes out when does that come out? Was it this winter? Christmas? Yeah, we um, do Star Wars movies every Christmas time because that's a big box office draw. Like a week it's before true. usually. It's true. Uh, Adrio Two Tubes is two the tubes. guy's name. Like two tubes, two the number two. Uh huh. Tubes, because he had, he wears. A just bre- do like a fallopian <laughs> tube hand motion. <laughs> tubes. Like, two tubes. <laughs> Nobody can see that. I know. It's disappointing. Um, we should Facebook Live it. <laughs> but it's because he wears a breathing apparatus, much like Darth Vader's, but it has tubes coming out of it because he I'm can't breathe two oxygen. Of them. Two Although, of them. ironically, it would be funny if he only had one tube. It would be much funnier. But no, it's two. It's two. What if but, he loses a tube? His name is gone. That's true. So, I don't think they thought ahead. No, I don't think so. About this. Apparently, it's a nickname anyway. But yeah, that is a little weird for a uh, for a name there. Yeah, but... two tubes, two tubes. I think right, two twos. <laughs> so that's really the biggest thing I've I've seen uh, released so far. Although uh, I kind of wish Tony were here, not drinking in nature, because there's a shit ton of toy announcements. <laughs> yeah, Tony decided he was too cool to uh, to come hang out with us, which is his loss because we're drinking beer. If... Yeah. Well, he's probably drinking, too. He probably is, too, because that's all Tony really does. In nature. But, yeah, he's he's getting his uh, outdoor kid taken care of right now. Yes. Uh, But, yeah, too cool to podcast this week. (laughs) Whatever, you're going to be too cool to podcast next week. I know. I'm the only consistent one here. (laughs) It's because you don't like the outside. It's true. I, I don't. I don't. Well, you, you're, I'm sure you burn like I do. So. I do. I have I have a little a little Irish a little a little SPF like tar yeah. <laughs> on to prevent the uh, yep. the cooking. Yes. Uh, so toy wise, although I'm not going to talk too much about this, there's a couple of them I saw. One of them being um, the the raft set, which okay. is a bunch of Spider-Man villains. It has like Enchantress and Sandman, the Abomination. That's not the abomination. I was going to say, that's not a Spider-Man no. villain. Um, Purple Man <coughs> is the most exciting one I saw in there. <laughs> I'm excited about Purple Man. I really would like like a Superior Foes of Spider-Man set. That would be funny. Just because yeah. that comic was hilarious about how bad they were. <laughs> and then there's a, um, a, like a collector's vault that's coming out. Okay. Marvel Legends collector's vault that has Howard the Duck and oh. Cosmo in it. A Howard the Duck toy. That yes. would be pretty sweet. I might actually... I don't really... I'm not a big toy person. I mean, about the only thing in this room that wasn't from a loot crate is that Yoda I got when I was like 12. That's a pretty great Yoda. It is, but I lost this Gimmer stick, so I'm a little disappointed oh, about that. But he's still children. pretty sweet Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Howard the Duck... The Collector. Lockjaw. Lockjaw would be pretty sweet, too. Heck yeah. He's the biggest one in the whole set. <laughs> considering that uh, Marvel is really pushing Inhumans versus X-Men lately, because they hate the fact that they don't have the movie rights to it. Right. Um, yeah, you'll see way more Inhuman stuff. Yes, they're trying to exterminate the X-Men. They better Hence, not. Death of X coming out soon-ish. Mm, they just brought back Jean Grey. No, well, now they're going to kill her just to spite you because they're particularly well, targeting funny. you. It's the one Marvel comic I still read, so I guess I'm not going to read any more Car- Carmel. Marvel. Marvel we, we all know where my allegiances <laughs> lie. I will read Marvel, but I'm way more of a DC person. Yes, as we've found out. Yeah, I know. I just keep... I go to the store and I'm looking and I go, all these Marvel titles suck. Let's get some more DC things because... Yeah. I don't know. They're doing they're doing it solid right now. They are. They really are. And Despite they all the shit the I talked, I'll yeah. give it to them. They deserve the props. Even like the marginal ones have been good. And I got some stuff this week I haven't even read yet, but I mean... Well, like, yeah, you picked up what? The new Hellblazer? I got Hellblazer Rebirth number one. And I know Aquaman and came I've been reading Aquaman. I mean, this is, this is the thing though. Like DC, they're, they're sneaky because... 
yeah, while the comics are two ninety nine, a lot of them have been bi weekly. So you're every two weeks, like motherfuckers, you're making me spend more. Yes, than so and you're six dollars. But I guess if you think of it as getting like a forty eight page comic instead yes. of a as long as the quality stays, I will not stop buying them. Right. That's my worry. Like we talked about a little bit last week, that if it starts to drop off, you're dead to me again. But <laughs> so far, so good. I've been picking up all the rebirths and just seeing what what titles are great, what aren't. But yeah, yeah we'll we'll see. Yeah, I. I know you're like the the indie queen. I, yes, I am, and it's not because I'm like. The big two must die. Like, if they're good, I'll read them. You're not like the super hipster comic book reader? No, no. I just, I think that it's easier for writers and artists to be more creative in independent comics. And I don't, I I love the creator-owned model. I don't knock that at all. I just think there is also something to having that financial backbone of a large publisher. For sure. But I will still totally jump on indie stuff if it's awesome. Like, I love The Fix. I've been reading that constantly, and it's hilarious. Yeah, they're on, like, issue, what, three or four Three or four, I think, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) Um, So, speaking of indie comics this week, and not really indie because it's from Image. Which is the big third one. Yeah, so I'm still, like, yes, they're... (sighs) They're creator-owned, so we'll give it to them, right. but they're just as big. I mean, like, right. Ted McKeever was telling us, he's like, it's basically the same thing right. now. It's but. just that they let their creators keep the rights to their characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that instead. So, I picked up this week, I was so <laughs> so excited about this, um, I picked up Snot Girl, which sounds disgusting, um, but it's by Brian Lee O'Malley, who... You have if the you biggest... If you don't know, it's from Scott Pilgrim, and I love Scott Pilgrim. Considering you were trying to, like, bribe the Man vs. Rock guys to get you a print last also, week. Also, I nicknamed you Young Neil. Yeah. I mean... It's very... Cons- at least you're consistent yes. with your love of Brian Lee O'Malley. So, um, Brian Lee O'Malley has never done a uh, single issue... Not a single issue, like a monthly series. He's always only ever done trades or graphic novels. Um, Scott Pilgrim, there was five of them. Six? Six of them. Five of them? I'm a bad nerd right now. Five or six of them. <laughs> the internet is judging you. <laughs> there they are. Somebody just angrily tweet me after you listen to this and let me know how many there are. Or I'll just go home and look at my bookshelf when I'm done. But And then he did Seconds, which was also really good. And he's working on another graphic novel right now. But this, from Image, will be a monthly series. And he doesn't do the art in this one, which is fine. I love his art. But he's got um, Leslie Hung doing the art. And her style is definitely a little bit different than his. It's a little more anime. It style. looked a lot, a lot anime. Yeah, where his is like his is like cutesier, mm-hmm. really thick lines, less detail, and like the faces and stuff like that. Hers are like big eyes and big features, like you see in all kinds of animes. So Snot Girl, all right. Which is a ridiculous <laughs> title for a comic it is. book. It is. So it's about this girl who is a so she's a fashion blogger. And her name is Lottie Person. I'm, which... I'm already out after fashion <laughs> blogger, but continue. So, essentially, it's about her coming to realize that all her friends who are also kind of either fashion bloggers or different other kinds of bloggers, because apparently that's a huge thing, especially maybe out in California. Everybody, that's just what they do for jobs now, is blog. I, I mean, we, we podcast. We do, but we don't make any money. No, we have a real grown-up jobs. <laughs> so... Um, she's realizing that all her friends are fake friends. She doesn't really have any actual friends. Um, so she's kind of going through, like, her pre-midlife crisis. She's, like, 25, 26, you know, when you realize that you have to start being an adult. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe I, I find... I never, never yeah. realized that. <laughs> um, so... But the thing is, is because she's a fashion blogger, she has to keep up, like, this image of, like, being perfect all the time. And she has the worst allergies ever, which is where the snot girl comes from. Sounds like because my wife. When she, <laughs> are you gonna start calling her snot? I would not. Call no, her I would. Snot I don't girl. think that's gonna go well. But she is allergic to everything. <laughs> yeah. So and she says apparently when this girl gets when when they hit her, she just snot just comes out of her nose like crazy, which I I totally get because when you have allergies, you're just you're snotty. You know, I had a summer cold like last weekend, and I totally understand that because it was just. Pouring. It's still yeah. it's still coming out, and just I don't get it. Like I feel fine. Just everywhere. Snot. So 
the worst not girl comes from is she gives all of her friends like nicknames based on their personalities like so she's got a friend that she considers like normal so she calls her normie girl (laughs) and she's got a friend who dresses all in pink and looks like she could be from like rainbow bright and she calls her cutie girl so she's got all these stupid nicknames they're stupid they're not good nicknames they're the worst nicknames i've ever heard but she's got all of these nicknames for her friends and at the end, she meets this girl who she develops, like, a girl crush on. She wants to be best friends with her forever. And the girl sees her in the bathroom, like, snot running down her face. And that's the girl's like, oh, I have a nickname for you. You can be Snot Girl. And then there's something crazy that happens at the end of the book after that. It involves blood and stuff. But I won't okay. give it away. <laughs> in tragedy. There's tragedy in this book. Bl- bloody tragedy? Yes. But... So, yes, it's it's your typical Brian Lee O'Malley book. It's got, like, if you've ever watched Scott Pilgrim or read it, how it has, like, the graphics of the letters. I played the video game. Yes. Pretty close to the, to the, what the comic books look yes. like. Yes. Um, but he uses a lot, and well, he didn't draw them, but they use a lot of, like, the, the words as graphics as part of the mm-hmm. picture and stuff like that, so you... You can just picture somebody standing there with graphics over their face in, like, a movie shot or something like that. So, anyway, I digress. It's a really great book. If you love Brian Lee O'Malley, if you like Scott Pilgrim, anything like that, if you totally, you know, like fashion blogs, I guess. I don't, I don't read that stuff. Is is this targeted more towards, like, Brian Lee O'Malley fans? Yes, I would definitely say so. I can't imagine somebody who doesn't like that genre of comic book that kind of whimsically cute uh video game inspired type comic book enjoying this would you have bought this without it being brian leo malley on the i title? i would have just based on the title because i would have wanted to know what it was about um and the cover is really great but if I didn't like Scott Pilgrim. Like, if I read it and I was like, this is not good, this, I would not think that this was good. So if you don't like Scott Pilgrim, don't read it. If you okay. like Scott Pilgrim even a little bit, maybe give it a try. I don't know. I, I don't think I would have picked it. I might have picked it up on title alone, yeah. but then I would have been sorely disappointed <laughs> off of what you told me. It is, yeah, it is. It's, there's a little more to the story than, than uh, and... Which the, is fine. Don't spoil it I'm for I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, and... The art really helps in the storytelling, for sure. Just the way everything's laid out, and it uses social media a lot because she's a blogger. So there's a lot of pictures of like Instagram and like web pages and stuff okay. like that. So, so it's kind of got that uh, Dark Knight Three Master Race where they've been doing a lot of like tweets yes. and texts and things like that. Exactly. To go the story. Okay. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So like yeah, pull it back to DC. There we go. <laughs> there you. <laughs> Which, have you been reading that? Yeah. Anyway, review over. Read it if you like Brian Lee O'Malley. Read it if you don't. And if you don't like it, just don't get the second one, mm-hmm. I guess. So anyway, have you been reading I have. Dark Knight? Yeah, what do you think? It's been a little... I really like the original Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. And then Dark Knight Strikes Again was terrible. Yes, yes. And that's, then that's this has been not world, bad. Worldwide just agree upon. Terrible. <laughs> I, I own it, yeah. but it's not good. Yeah. Uh, it's been okay. Yeah. I'm not, like, horribly opposed to it. Right. But it's not, like, blowing my mind. I, yeah. It's it's not blowing my mind either. And I, I'm having a really hard time connecting to, especially in, like, the mini-comics, connecting to mm-hmm. the art. Yeah. In it. And. I do like that it has mini-comics in it, though. Yes. it's fun. That is still great, because it adds a whole different aspect to the story, yes. which is kind of nice. But, yeah, Frank. Frank. <laughs> oh, Frank. I don't know. I don't know anymore if if that's that's your game. <laughs> you could but, probably just quit while you're ahead. Yeah. I mean I know I'll... there's there's people who probably agree with me and maybe really love it, but I think the internet has collectively agreed that his artwork in those mini comics is Yeah. It's kinda of fallen off a little bit. Leaving much to be desired. Maybe it'll blow me away at the end. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No. Speaking of uh 
Batman related things. Did you see that uh, Killing Joke is getting its second yes. night of theatrical release? I did. I saw that at my comic book shop. Had a poster Are you serious? in it. That's yeah. awesome. I, I want it. I want the poster. I was really surprised that they were even advertising for anything because they're not great. <laughs> at you should go to my comic, comic shop. I know. It's just that it's so far away from where I live. I know. So, but they are your comic book shop is. It's pretty great. Dude, the owner's cool. I, yeah. I, he, gives, he gave me this... Right behind you, actually, there's a sweet Doctor Strange poster he gave me last week, oh. which is uh, an Alex Ross thing, Ooh. which is super cool. And he's just like, just take this. It's great. Yeah, see, my comic book store would charge you for this. No, he said it's promotional. Take this. It's oh. awesome. Yeah, they don't. They would, oh, Look that how is, cool that is. Oh, my God. I wish you guys could see this right now. You could probably see it online. It's the Alex Ross Doctor Strange. Alex Ross is the shit. Yeah, I love Alex Ross. Yeah. Like, He's... every time I go to a Comic-Con, I see that uh, Joker Harley Quinn statue, and I want to buy it, and then yeah. it's $250, and I don't. <laughs> but it makes me sad that I don't Yeah. every time, so I've got that going for me. His artwork is, like, art. Yeah, it is amazing. Frameable. I'm going to frame that, actually. That frame behind you is not big enough, but I will frame it. There you go. You're going to have to press it. It's all folded. I know. I'll probably but... melt it and feel terrible, but... <laughs> Maybe over time it will smooth. Maybe. Um, so speaking of greats and comics, Stanley, yep, has announced that he's old. That he's old. Well, he is. <laughs> also, he has like a new comic book franchise coming out, <laughs> which is crazy because he's like three hundred and thirty-four years old. Yeah, he's like the Yoda of comics. <laughs> he is. He is never gonna stop. He will be like Prince, and when he dies. Stuff will still keep coming out. He's got the Stan Lee vault. <laughs> yeah. He's like the Tupac of comics. Like, yeah. still putting out new music like 50 years later. Everything's just going to be done by Stan Lee holograms yep. after he dies. But yeah, he has a new franchise coming out called Nitron. And I, they didn't release too much about what it's going to be about other than it's about a race of people living on Earth. Okay. Called Nitronians. Sounds a little Superman-y to me, to be quite honest. But uh, they're specifically setting it up to aim it at films and TV and digital platforms. Okay. So I don't even know if these are going to be like traditional comic books or it's only going to be digital Online, like digitized, like action comic type thing? I think he's realizing in his... 334 senile old main brain that um you got to get into movies to make money which was something else he was talking about recently how he was sad that he wasn't more greedy from selling the (laughs) film rights yeah which is an amazing quote like i was upset i guess i wasn't upset i thought that was great that he even admitted that yeah selling the film rights probably wasn't the best because i'd be a billionaire right now but i think you're doing all right stan i he one of the biggest uh, debates you'll see out there is that Stanley gets way more credit for his work than anybody else does, but I would argue that that's because he worked his ass off to put his name out there. Yes, he knew he wasn't getting money from writing because they worked they were work for hire back then. Mm-hmm. They got paid like five cents a page or something ridiculous like that, and so he worked his ass off to make his name. A household name, and he deserves everything that's coming to him. Yep. So, calm down, you haters. But yeah, I'm just, I just don't, I get tired now. I couldn't imagine being like 98 or whatever he is, and just every day getting up and working and just working and working and working and working. I would, I'll be dead before then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to ever be as old as Stanley. My liver will give out well before then. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, good for, I mean, good for him, I guess. I, I hope he lives forever. It's going to be a sad day and. Maybe we should do like the Futurama thing with his head and just put it in a jar and oh, have him talk to us. Oh, yeah. That's a good, I, I don't think that's technology yet. But it should be. It should be. I agree. Definitely should be. <laughs> um, all right. So, because San Diego Comic-Con is this week. There was pretty much a news blackout. Yeah, welcome to media blackout time. Yeah, so nothing got released. Nope. Prior to us recording, just nothing. Just literally what I just told you about Stanley, and that's pretty that's much the it. The news. 
You've heard this week's news, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, So we're going to take a little bit of time and talk about some stuff you might not know about, which is great for you because you could jump on the bandwagon. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna cover some Kickstarters. Which is great because we love shamelessly promoting people, and they don't pay us for this. No. We just find things we like and tell you about. They them. don't even know we're doing it right now. It's gonna be a <laughs> but surprise. they will. Yes. Well, Josh might. But. <laughs> um. All right. So, why don't you start? Okay, so we're going to just get the shameless plug out of the way for our homeboys at SourcePoint. Um, I think the first one we should probably talk about is Josh Werner's Kickstarter for Classic Pulp, which is his bring back the best of the bygone era. The yes. old school pulpy comic books that you just don't see in your comic shop anymore. It's true, you don't, and they are fabulous. It is great. Josh is one of the coolest people ever. Like He is awesome. If you ever go meet him at a con, great person to talk to. I think Great. Derek's got a man crush I, on I do, I do. He's my homie. I, I can't really help it. We, we, we've boozed. He drew my wife a squirrel girl. Oh, I mean, he, well, yeah. he's a good guy. He helped you suck up to your wife, so he you did. have to love he him. He did, and he was really cool about it. So, But obviously, we're, we're friends with all the Source Point people. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. Josh, Travis, Traco, all those guys, super tight with. Um, but they have a Kickstarter going right now for Classic Pulp, issues one and two. Um at the time we're recording this, it's already beaten its goal, but who gives a shit? Give them all your money. Yes, there's it's always great. stretch goals that you can reach for Make, in these. Blow their socks off. Yes. If you have any love for old school awesomeness, this is the Kickstarter for you. Uh, everything about it just screams, yes, buy me. Um, well, and the art is like... So I, I don't know if younger generations even understand what comic books used to look like, but they were just... So much more detailed. Yeah, I think. Look at old timey shit. It's great. This is exactly what it is. I mean, it may not be the fact that the the art is so clean nowadays, and being able to go back to a disgusting old school style (laughs) that like looks like something like a Prince Valiant comic. Yes, if you remember those. The and I think the biggest thing is in pulp comics, the colors were always really weird because Mm -hmm. they couldn't. It had something to do with the The printing style. Yeah, they didn't have the detail of doing like the digital printing that we have now. It's gross and great. Yeah, it's oh, really the best way to describe totally. it. So yeah, check them out. Uh, I think if you look on Kickstarter under what is it under Classic Pulp? Travis posted it, but you can you can like just for Classic Pulp um, for as low as ten dollars, you can get issues one and two, um, and then above that, obviously there's uh, you can get different prints that Josh has done. Um, if you're a retailer, there's uh, getting five copies of it, which is great for you for the price. You'll probably still make money back on it. Oh, um, heck yeah. You can even, if you're feeling real ambitious, they will make an old-timey ad for you. You get to make it, and they will print it for you oh. for $250, which is awesome. That is awesome. Let your freak creative flag fly <laughs> for this. Make a great old timey ad for like Vitamina Vegemin or something oh, absurd. X ray specs, if whatever you if want. If you're a comic book store owner, why wouldn't you want them to do this for your you store? You could make an old pulpy comic book ad for your show. That's a great idea. I didn't right? even think about that. Why oh wouldn't you God. do that? <laughs> that's, that's a genius idea. Thank you. Thank you. You should, you should work for SourcePoint, not Adam. <laughs> So you know Adam is their social media master. Oh, now. congrats, right. Adam! Shameless pul- shameless plug for one of our uh, podcasters who never shows up anymore, but it's cool. It's one of our invisible, our invisible friends. Our invisible friends kind of helps us when we can. Yeah, good old Adam. <laughs> but yeah, uh, SourcePoint Press. Um, check them out on Facebook um, on SourcePointPress.com. I back this Kickstarter. You won't. No, you won't. Regret they take it. care of their people. They do. They for do. Sure. They're good people. Alright, so I have not a shameless plug for somebody we know. <laughs> it's a shameless plug for someone we want to know. Yes, because this book sounds or yeah, this book totally sounds amazing. It's uh, called Smut and Jeff, which That's... sounds like something I would read, doesn't it? You and Kevin <laughs> and your porn comics, I swear. So this is not a porn comic. They are very, very, very careful to make sure that you know that this is not a porn comic. There's is that like the first like line yes. on, their, on their Kickstarter? <laughs> yep. This is not a porn comic. This is about a kid named Jeff who's getting ready to go in high school. He's feeling some stress. He's becoming a man. And you know when you're 
going from boy to man, what's like one of the main things that you know that you've transitioned from boy to man? You're looking at porn online. You're well, yes, porn online now. But this is from back in a time when you couldn't look at porn online. Ooh. I know. Back in the in the hard struggle days when you had to find like your dad's stash or like that porn comic that gets stashed in the woods that everybody knows about. So this is this is about Jeff and his I do remember those back in the day actually. <laughs> we had a tree fort that happened when I was like four. Some guys had a tree fort yes. in the woods. There's porn. always porn in the woods back in the day. I don't know if it was like some sort of unwritten code between guys back then that that was just there was always like a porn stash and an old log or something. Yeah, it was in a, it was in a hole with a piece of wood over it. <laughs> but so that this is about about Jeff and his search for smut, which which sounds like a good comic actually. <laughs> it does, and it's a little it's a little. I feel this is like the Sandlot of porn. There you go. Yes, I think that's probably the perfect way to describe it. And this Kickstarter has a lofty goal. $35,000 is for the entire run of the series. Oh, so it's like the gift that keeps on giving yes. all year round. All five issues. So whereas most Kickstarters, they do issue by issue. So you give money each time. Mm-hmm. Their goal is like two to $5,000 each time. They're just they're just trying to do it all at once, which I is a lofty goal. Hitting $35,000, not easy to do on Kickstarter unless you're Dirk Manning. No, no. But... <laughs> Old Dirkalicious is a champ at yes. Kickstarter, but yes, he should. He should. Uh, I think actually, it probably is part of his new right or wrong two book on how to run a successful Kickstarter. If I it's would not. Not doubt it. it should be Dirk. It should be. But so right now they're at six thousand six hundred and eighty-eight dollars, and they only have eight days to go. So mm, I don't know if they're gonna hit their goal. They don't. They only have until next Friday. 29th to do it so it's if everybody goes and throws some money at it then we will get hey, five issues of smut and jeff i like to think that when we had brian lau on who is awesome also uh his kickstarter was like 50 percent funded when we talked to him that last day after we did the interview he went fucking beast mode and hit it hit these guys up i should i should we we should we should do a little chatty chat we should chat chat we should make that happen real fast, though. <laughs> um, but, well, hey, so our shameless plugging, I like to pretend we're really bigger than we actually are, yeah. but... So if we have a thousand <laughs> listeners, and each one of them donates $35, there you go. You'll hit it. Yes. Right? Is that... Did I do... That wasn't good math. No, it wasn't. It's <laughs> fuzzy math, but it's okay. That was bad math. It was, it's more like good. if we have a... That would be $3,500. Yeah. Yeah, that's not... Close. No, it's okay. We'll just, we'll just go with it. It's, it's cool. Um, I hate that people know I'm an accountant and I just did horrible. Yeah, I, yeah. and I'm a banker and I can't do math either. So, <laughs> but they have they do have some some really great rewards and I think it sounds like a really awesome project and I really do think that you guys should go and throw some money at it and um, help them reach their goal because I want to read this comic book. Uh, so it, it's written by. It's created by Cody Chamberlain, who I've never met. So this is not a shameless plug for, for my friend. This is, I just I want to read this book, guys. So go and donate money to it. <laughs> that's it. That's my spiel for that one. That's, that's cool. That's it. I uh, I found one that is entertaining to me, and this isn't trying to be necessarily political one way or another, but it seems really funny. So I want to read this book. Um, it is called Donald of the Dead. So if you look it up on Kickstarter, I'm sure you know where this is going. By Dan Taylor. Uh, prepare for the Trump apocalypse. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will trump the earth. <laughs> so basically, the the idea is if you think Donald Trump as president is scary, wait until you get a look at his zombie o- him as a zombie overlord amassing an army of the dead to rule the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> The, the cover just made me laugh, like George Romero style. It like, is one hundred percent George. It is one hundred percent the Dawn of the Dead cover with Donald Trump's hideous fucking hair on the cover <laughs> and being all haggard looking. Well, like more haggard looking. Yeah, more haggard looking. <laughs> but my God, it is just the concept of this makes me want to buy it. I don't even. I don't have to read further into it. Like the idea of this being a story is great, and you could get. The uh, Comic Con exclusive cover comic book for at least ten dollars. So you get the comic book for seven, 
That's that's great. Uh, the Comic Con exclusive cover is great because it's like the Barack Obama hope. The, the hope, but zombie with Trump half his face covered in blood and his hideous toupee on it. That yes. is really funny, and you can get some stickers and whole bunch of stretch goals. And I mean, they're already above, so you might as well check this out. I mean. Who doesn't like the idea of Donald Trump zombie like ruling the world? It's That's... true, and since they've already hit their original goal, you know you know you're getting it. You're getting it. So go and and throw ten dollars at it and get yeah. the comic. Get this ridiculous comic book. It's a really funny, a really funny idea at least. So. And you know, if he does become president, knock on wood, I'm not espousing my own personal politics here, but um, it'd be really awesome to get a Donald Trump signature on that. <laughs> I, I don't think he would, but God, would that be great. <laughs> oh, all right. So I have another one. It's called The First Hero, Wednesday's Child. And it's by Anthony Rutgazer. And if you guys don't know who Anthony Rutgazer is, it's because you do not listen to an elegant weapon and you should be ashamed of yourself. You suck. You listen to Jay. He's the greatest. Yes. He loves him some Anthony Rutgazer. They're both Canadian. So they For got, sure. Yeah. <laughs> So they got, you know, they got that brotherhood going on. So this was a series that was supposed to originally be put out through Diamond. And because of low interest or low pre-orders, this is This they is the whole other fuck you Diamond rant. But, they dropped um, it, yeah. So instead of crying in the corner and being upset that Diamond, you know, dropped them from from release, they're doing a Kickstarter so that everybody who wants to read this comic can. And um, I think it's great. I don't... This, this is my problem with Diamond. Yes, they have to produce what people order. They can't really just but sell they really everything. don't actually do anything other than take things in and then ship them out. Right. And we looked at that previews book, what, two yeah. weeks ago? That book is ridiculous. And... To judge all your all your pre-orders based on what people can order from if that. If you give someone a fifteenth of a page yeah. and expect it to do well, you suck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so this this is a, a series that's been going on for a while. This is just a new story arc in the first hero um, comic book series. So you guys should definitely get behind this. It's you know Canadian money so if you're in america you're going to be spending less it's on like it anyway. it's like dollars it's fine yeah so i mean you have a couple canadian dollars in your pocket that you can't use anywhere else <laughs> just throw them at this kickstarter strangely i have canadian dollars on my counter right now everybody in, as Michigan we are in does. studio b just because i'm going to canada i figured oh, i should get some there you go canadian money is way cool it's plastic yeah is it yeah it's plastic now yeah all right you're totally gonna have to show me that are they, they're not coins anymore? They're not loonies? No, they still have loonies and toonies, but okay. they also have crazy polymer money, and it's way cooler than American money. What? Yeah. We're getting off the subject. I know, sorry. <laughs> All right, so I'm sure you could go back and, and search the Elegant Weapon archives for Jay ranting about First Hero, Anthony Rutgazer. He's probably done interviews with him multiple times, so if you guys want to learn more about Canadian artist, what the story is about, you should go definitely do that. Or if you just want to listen to another good podcast. Yes. Jay is great. He is. He's our brother from another mother. He is. Land. Yep. Um, <laughs> so search search on Kickstarter for First Hero. First is spelled F1RST. So the I is replaced by the number one. Or you can look up Anthony Rutgazer. His name is a little bit harder to spell than first hero so i would suggest uh looking for a first hero and and really the the amount that he's looking for not a lot and he's pretty close and this ends on um july 28th so you don't have much time to get behind it get some awesome comics from canada hey love, eh. love the northern motherland eh? <laughs> so i found one also that is not necessarily a comic book but after going to C2E2 and seeing some of the art behind this, I was amazed, and I think it's great. So I see the Angelarium Book of Watchers. Uh, I don't know if you saw this when you were at C2E2. Didn't they, this. they had an entire booth. They had a booth. whole booth yeah. just full of like different angel pictures right. that was just like art that they had done. Well, it's, it's like D&D 
book style art. Yeah, it's a bit? Uh, kind of. It's it's crazy. It's just like art that they have done, and they have a hardcover book of like ninety two pages of just drawings of angels from like apocrypha and random things. It's really really cool to look at, and their Kickstarter is doing amazingly this, well. You showed me this. This Kickstarter is blowing my mind. I don't even know why we're promoting this because they have been funded. Like a thousand percent already. <laughs> yeah, it was a ten thousand dollar goal, and they're at one hundred nine thousand with thirteen hundred and thirty backers. So you know it's great. How does that happen? I, even I, I don't know. I guess everyone else agreed that this is also super cool to look at. Like it's just a freaking art book, but my god, is it good? Like well, yeah, for as low as thirty five dollars, you can get the new book, Book of Watchers, of like these fallen angels that they have done, and then for fifty five, you can get the original book and this. Um, it's crazy great. I I wanted to buy all the prints, but I did not have the money to do it. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> holy crap, it's super cool. And you can buy even just the individual ones if you think it would look cool. But, I mean, it's just a nice artistic uh, interpretation of these different angels right. throughout the Bible and outside of that. Not to be religious, you don't even have to be religious. No, they're just, it's great. beautiful art. And that just goes to show you, that's all it takes. It's just beautifully done and every one of Art. these, like, every one I've looked at is so great. Like, I, I'm not even usually, like, the biggest, like, rah-rah art person, but, oh, my God, these are these are fantastic. You should really take a look at these books. And, like I said, they're 1,000% funded, so you know you're going to get You're going to get it. You're, you're going to get you it. You have no chance of not getting it. Uh, well, and that's the best thing with Kickstarter, though. So, you, you so say you fund Smut and Jeff and it doesn't hit its goal. You, you don't, you don't, you don't pay. They don't take your money. It would suck because, I've, like I said, I totally want to read Smut and Jeff. But when you when you kick in, you look at these Kickstarters and you're like, they're funded. I don't need to throw my money in. How else are you going to get this stuff? Some of this stuff you're is gonna have to wait. Only Some Kickstarter, of this is Kickstarter exclusive. Yeah, like like the Dirkalicious box. Yeah. for a Kickstarter where you get all the random Dirk Manning stuff. Right, that was Kickstarter exclusive. Mm -hmm. You get that sweet ass hardcover and the coffee and the coffee cup and the shirt and all that stupid Dirk stuff, which he loves promoting. <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> It's totally worth it. But in this case, 1,330 people also agree this art is fantastic yes. as of time we're recording this. Clearly, they've done something right. They have. And they still have 19 days to go. So you have time to get in on this yes. and get a great art book. Because it'd even be good, like a good coffee table book. You don't have to just sit there and look at it. Just throw it out and have other people look at oh my it. God. It's a good talking piece. You know when you have people over and you're you're just sitting there? Staring at each other or looking at your phone? Because you don't you don't know how to start a conversation, this will start a conversation. It's like a coffee table book about coffee tables. <laughs> right? That's Kramer. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for being old enough to get that. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's beautiful. Beautiful. And it's, I'm still just, my mind is blown that it, they're at $109,000. That's nineteen grand or whatever that is. $109,000. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's it's gonna be numbers. way better. <laughs> I just can't add them. <laughs> Counting. Uh, yeah. So get behind this Kickstarter, blow that thing up, make it even bigger because you won't regret it because the art is fantastic. Uh, yes, I agree. All right, I have one more. Okay. This is this is their another local bunch. Um, no Gravity Studios. They're out of Detroit. Oh, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Jr. Blanton. I don't know if have you ever met Jr. I think so. He runs around the con scene. If you go to any con in Michigan, you'll see him there. Um, so he does this comic called Light Earth, and he's one of those, uh, every issue gets a Kickstarter. Okay. So they're completely self-funded, which I think is a, actually a pretty great way to, to do a comic nowadays, is yeah. to fund each one, because you know you have sales. That's essentially, you're just pre-selling, essentially. It's worked out for a lot of our friends. It has. Um, so it, this is kind of like a Lord of the Rings, Game of Thronesy type of okay. book. It takes place in like a medieval-y type world it's not earth it's light earth <laughs> so it's got it's got its own little world they're building an entire world here and it's about the the history behind it is there was this huge war between the people of this earth essentially the one person became really power hungry ended up trying to rule everybody else and all kinds of shit ensues to give you the very short rundown because okay. it's already in issue three. Now, the thing I love about this book is the art is ridiculous, and I don't know if you've seen any of it. That's awesome. It is, the art in here is crazy. I just, I don't even know how 
this is not a, a book that people are talking about just based on the art. Well, this... you're wrong. You should be. <laughs> I've looked at two pages. Yeah. The, the story is really great because you can't have, you have to have both. You have to have a good story and good art. You can't yes. just have one or the other. But the art in this, just looking at it, if you don't want to kick into this Kickstarter just based on the art, then there's just, there's something just wrong with you. And yes, this is a number three, but every single one of their pledge levels comes with digital copies of zero through three. Oh, good. So if so you, you can catch up. Yes, exactly. Which, you know, is smart when you're doing issue by yeah. issue by issue, because if you want new people to kick into your Kickstarter, you have to give them all the back issues too. And digital is the best way to do that. So they are very close to their goal. They're at $3,384. Their goal is $4,000. They still have 28 days to go as of right now. So by the time you guys are hearing the podcast, 24 days. So they have lots of time. They're very close. Go in, it, you know, at the very least, get the digital package, which is a dollar. Okay. You can get the first issue or the digital file of the issue for $1. It's worth it. It's, it's totally worth it. Or for $10, you get issues zero through three you get a thank you all kinds of stuff so do it i don't i just just do it <laughs> so light earth number three uh grab no gravity studios either one of those if you search on kickstarter and i'm thinking that we'll probably post all these links somewhere on our facebook page after the podcast drops to yes. help people navigate that would be good <laughs> to these pages so look for those after you listen to this podcast if you don't want to do any sort of work at all. I just thought of another one we should at least touch on because by the time this is posted, it'll probably be actually up. Uh, Dan Doherty, oh. uh, Beardo 5. Oh. It is, should be pre-orderable by the time our podcast is up. And there are multiple sweet-ass art prints that are coming I... out, including this amazing, yes, the amazing saga Beardo one. Saga Oh one. my god, I saw he posted it. Okay, if you guys follow him on Twitter... Instagram, Facebook, I, I mean, ugh, just the stuff that he posts, A, in his personal life is hilarious. Dan is just an all-around good guy, too. funny, funny, great, super nice guy. The prints that he posts are amazing. And this Beardo Saga one, yeah. I just, I wanted, I wanted well, he bid may, on the Kickstarter just Dirk, for that. He and Dirk may be my karaoke arch nemesis, and this totally deserves your money. Because <laughs> Dan is such a good guy, and he's so fucking funny yeah. with what he does. Yeah, and Beardo's great. It's a great, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's all ages, but it's. <clears throat> it's most ages, and it's also very relevant for yeah. a lot of things, especially if you're in the comic book world exactly. and know what goes on. But, it, yeah, it's it's so funny. It is. And Dirk actually, and hmm, I don't know if he announced this in public yet or not. Maybe I'll wait. <laughs> Dirk, had, if you guys like Dirk Manning, join his Facebook group, Friends of the Dirk Friends Manning. of Dirk Manning's Park Group. He makes uh, all kinds of announcements <laughs> on there. He's made a couple recently. I don't know how public they are, so I guess I'll keep them inside right now until I know that they're public. But um, if you want to know what they are, you should go join the group. Because they're pretty awesome, and I'm excited about one of them. Well, I'm excited about both of them, and I'm really excited about one of them. Yes, and uh, Dirk and Dan are, like, BFFs. They are. So. It's so cute. They're, they have, like, a bromance. They, they do. They're, they're <laughs> karaoke brothers from another mother, and they always work together on stuff. And yes. both really good guys. Yes. So they've done crossovers for both of their Kickstarters, I believe. They have, yes. Yeah. The, the Touching Beardo yes. and... Uh, Oh, yeah. And then there was a... Dan did one for Tales of Mystery, Yeah, too, with, right? uh, with the touch of evil. Yes, one. Yeah. yes. All right. Awesome. So those are our Kickstarters. Obviously, there's a shit ton more out there. I did a quick search for Kickstarters yesterday. There was like 192 live ones. There, there's only a couple. Go out, look. I mean, help support people that you may not have heard of. Uh, you don't always have to buy big two slash three, whatever we want to call right. it. You could find some great stuff on Kickstarter. It's true. It's true. And and it's usually the the starting levels are super cheap. So Yeah. You get comics for as low as a dollar. Yeah. Who doesn't have an extra dollar <laughs> that they wouldn't piss away on like the McNuggets or exactly, something? Exactly, exactly. And you're helping uh somebody get their creativity out there. So. You could find the next person. You, the next big person that works could. for Marvel, whatever. You could be on that ground floor. You could be. You could be the you could reason be, that they... You could be rich beyond your wildest dreams in the future for paying a dollar. Just think about that. <laughs> I don't know if it works that way. Well, hey. We'll try. I'm trying to sell stuff here, Lens. Sorry. Don't, Sorry. Don't ruin it for Sorry. me. Sorry. Sorry. 
All right, so not much else going on? No, I mean, there were a couple little things. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing that was kind of funny after what we kind of talked about, uh, thanks to Pokemon Go, which we were talking about, Nintendo is now worth more than Sony. Which is ridiculous. Because their stock doubled over, like, a one-week period, which is hilarious. Yeah. They're making, what was it, like a billion dollars a week? Yeah. And that's because, well, you have to pay for extra Pokeballs, right? Yeah. Yeah. They added $23 billion to their value in less than two weeks. That's, it's Which just, is a stock market record. It's genius. Good job, guys. You skinned over an old game that's been around for years that no one really played, and you've made billions yeah. of dollars. So, yeah. more power to you, Nintendo. Thanks for jumping on the mobile bandwagon. <laughs> you should have done this years ago had you been smart, but hey, yeah. better late hey, than never. better late than never, exactly. It's working. It's working. We won't knock them. Well, you know, and it, now maybe it was just the time, because phones are finally at that point where... Yeah. I mean, everyone has... Oh, the smartphone and the saturation yeah. is ridiculous. It I is. mean, so many people have them. Might as well. And you can get uh, the super cute, what are they called, Pokédex? Yeah, you get that, like, Pokédex folder thing yes. that charges your phone yes, and does it? because... Because it straight up murders your battery, yes. play Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. My battery died three times today, and I didn't even have it open. I think the app just was like, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, um, so I, real quick, uh, when we did our E3 special, uh-huh. Tony talked about Ubisoft uh, doing their free games every month. Yeah. And... They have released what July's is. Actually, they probably released it at the beginning of July, but we never mentioned it. And so June was Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, which you guys totally nerded out over. Of course which you did. is really weird. Um, <laughs> so July's was is Splinter Cell. Classic. Classics. And, like, legit the, the first Splinter Cell, because there's been, like, a hundred of them since then. But Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, which I guess is... Probably, that was before, was Splinter Cell before Call of Duty? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. That's an old school PC game yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. So, you know, go. it's free. Go get it. Your computers are all amazingly super fast now, so you can run these games. Yeah, totally. They're, they're old. It's like 10 plus years ago, but yeah. Splinter Cell was a really good game and still is, so might as well get it for free because, damn, free classics are great. Right. So, Ubisoft, it's Club Ubi. Is the uh, website. Yep. So go check it out. You definitely should. Uh, All right. Do booze in a butt. Okay. Because your booze is making me My drunk. booze is pretty much gone, <laughs> and we started at the beginning of the show. So booze in a book this week, and I don't know if we've really talked about this this comic book. It's been a while. You've talked about it. Yeah, I think it did a long time before. ago. Yeah. Uh, Manifest Destiny number 21 from Image. Uh, Chris Dingus, Matthew Roberts, and Owen Gianni. It's... It's really fun because it's one of those alt history cryptozoology books um, of Lewis and Clark on their expedition basically to clear the Louisiana Purchase and the western territories of all the horrible monsters that are out there. And that's why you don't see any monsters today. Hmm. Uh, So this one, they're in, this is part three of six of their Sasquatch series that's been going on since that is the new big bad for this uh, couple months. Uh so we decided that since Sasquatch is essentially a giant grizzly monster, that it would be fun to pair it with the local beer. The uh, special release that Perrin did of Big Grizz, it's an imperial brown ale, aged in bourbon barrels. Our lips are both numb from drinking this because <laughs> it's amazing. If you heard my speech decline during the uh, podcast, that's why. It's probably because of the sniffers we're drinking, <laughs> but... Uh, Great comic, great beer. Uh, Perrin is now owned by Oscar Blues, which is huge. Um, they actually can things they distribute now, which they didn't for like three years. So you can get it in a lot of places because they have that big footprint. Uh, but Big Grizz is one of their 22-ounce uh, special distributions, so it's a little bit harder to find. But definitely worth it. Um, and if you can't find that, you can probably find Little Grizz, which is their one of the only beers in the country that is a sessionable uh, bourbon barrel-aged uh, beer. Collects in at about 6%. Um, so you could sip on something bourbon barrel aged that's delicious all day without getting too drunk, just kind of drunk. Yeah, whereas this will get you. Oh, this is 12.5%. This will fuck your world up. Wait, so, yep. if you drink it all day. <laughs> yeah, Wait, don't do that. No. That's a horrible life decision, <laughs> but a delicious one, but you'll puke. All right, so now that we're talking about awesome beer, I totally just remembered. The Department of Justice this week... Are a bunch of fucktards. Yes. They uh, approved the merger of 
the Budweiser and Miller. Budweiser, yeah, yes. the AB InBev uh, merger, which is the most horrible thing in the world of craft beer because it essentially gives uh, Anheuser-Busch and SAB Miller the ability to push little craft brewers out of any distribution, pay the shit out of uh, liquor stores to only stock their things, and fuck over the American consumer. Yes. And the craft brewer. So... Well, I'm all for drinking shitty beer every once in a while when you are broke and just need to drink all day. There's a time and place for everything that's called college. Yes. When you actually have a job. Yes. You can, don't. instead, of for the same amount of money, get one bottle of like what we're drinking and it will give you the same effect. And you'll actually <laughs> taste it. It won't taste like a hobo pissed it into a bucket. Exactly. And let it sit for three days and fed it to you. So, go to your local breweries. Go to your local brewery, support them, buy craft beer. Buy craft beer. Buy a growler. Go have it filled at your brewery. Go buy bottles directly from them. If your grocery store carries craft beer. Hell, write your local congressman. I don't even care. Tell them that this is bullshit because what happened to the anti-monopoly type stuff right you're letting you're letting sab miller and ab inbev become the john rockefeller of beers do you think that that's because the department of justice is like it's just beer who cares the problem is there are so many anti-monopoly things that you think they go oh shit these this one brewery what like pabst is gonna compete with them no not at all no yeah and they're their beers. You're letting a macro brewery become like the two biggest ones already merge into some super giant. It would be like Comcast and Charter saying, fuck you, we're the only cable company and we're going to charge $700. Which they tried to do that. They tried it and the government said no. No, exactly. So why the hell can this go through? <laughs> this is the most ridiculous bullshit I've ever heard. If you have any respect for what you're drinking, help boycott it. I don't even care. Don't drink anything from those two no. breweries. Go out and support local. And here's the thing. You can get great American lagers from microbreweries. Yes. They will make you shitty piss beer if you want. And it actually, you know what? It tastes better. Yeah. If you want, like, a like Perrin has the Perrin Golden, which is to appeal to the Budweiser drinker. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it tastes Shorts has better. Locals Light. Tastes way better than any of the crap that you can get in a can. But for... it's still got that light, not beery. It's yes. very, very low hop. Get yourself a Kolsch. Almost zero. Get yourself <laughs> some sort of light beer that they have made. Yeah. L- support local. Support the people that are actually, you know, making something good. While you may not be, like, the biggest IPA fan in the world, who cares? Right. Get something that helps out your local economy. I agree. I think the reason why... I don't know if you guys know this, but Grand Rapids is pretty awesome. Uh, we're kind of Beer City USA. And it used to not be so awesome. No, it used to kind of suck. We were one of the worst cities in the country. Yeah, and... Um, like, people said that no one wanted to live here because we were bullshit. When, when young people graduated from high school, they moved. Yeah. Moved away. Chicago. We were Mexico. Someplace. For a while. Someplace better. Um, and I really think that our economy has approved a lot because we the have, city as a whole has invested in this. The beer movement, the art movement... We have Art Prize. We have Founders. Yes. It's one of the biggest breweries in the country, but they still do so much for the city. Yes. Uh, I mean, even some of the smaller ones, like Vivant, um, the Mitten. Perrin. Perrin. Yeah. Who's not necessarily small. They're pretty big, but they're still right. local. Right. So, it's just, get get behind your cities. I, I guarantee, no matter where you breweries. live, there's going to be a brewery within yeah. an hour of you. It's Go give them some money. A big enough trend right now that they're everywhere. And we're not just being hipster assholes no. about this. No, it's this is truth. <laughs> Dropping knowledge bombs yes. on you. Pew. That's right. All right. Well. I, that's it for this week. After that rant, I think that's pretty much all we can do. I have a quote. Okay. Ready? Because Tony says we always have to have a thought. Okay. Final thought. Uh, the glass is neither half empty nor half full. It's just twice as big as it needs to be. Very true. Stay thirsty for local craft beers. <laughs>